Welcome back to Elevate Inspiration for Sunday School. Today our subject is Wisdom, the Way, the Truth, and Life. You know, I like this picture here because actually our lesson, even though we're, we're still in the Wisdom series, today we're going to be looking at the way, the truth, and the life. And we're going to be talking about Jesus and looking at his teaching to his disciples. So let's get started. Whom do you follow? You know, we have today social media and it's everywhere. And so I asked this question here, which of the various social media sites do you spend time? Is it Facebook, Twitter? What is your favorite one? Why is that your favorite? And which are the people that you follow on social media? Do you find most trustworthy? Of all the individuals that you follow, which one do you find most trustworthy? See, we live in a world where we are constantly encountering someone saying, follow me, trust me. Today, lesson, Jesus has an invitation that do just that. And let's just focus on that invitation and look at what he's actually saying to his disciples. Coming now, first, we're going to have a... Uh, outline that starts in John the 14th chapter and we're going to look at verses 1 through 14 so let's just dive right into it as you see here the way introduced so the first verse is a very familiar verse that we all uh, are accustomed to hearing let not your heart be troubled you believe in God believe also in me and here here, if you actually go and look at 13, chapter 13 of John and chapter 12, we see Jesus is actually is closing his ministry. He's spending time teaching his disciples. He's getting ready to bear the cross and he's trying to instruct them and let them know. If you notice in the, in the uh, next verses, uh, verses two through four, he says, follow the son. And I like this because he gives a, a picture. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. And where I am, there you may be also. And whether I go, you know, and the way you know. I know you all know those verses there. And in actuality, he's trying to get the disciples to look towards what's getting ready to happen to him because this he's there to fulfill scriptures and even though he's getting ready to face the cross he's trying to prepare them and let them know that i'm going somewhere and where i'm going you're going to come along with me let's look at the next set of there so before i go to the next set of verse i have a question here how will you respond to the following let not your heart be troubled. That's, that's, in other words, we're living in a day where you can look at news, no matter which one you look at, Fox News or CNN, uh, the cable news channels, or even the network news channel. You can really become depressed. So, so how can you say that? That there's no, there's so much to worry about. How can you say, let not your heart be troubled? And then if you think about the next verse, I go to prepare a place for you. And there might be a uh, question where people are saying, but how do you know that there is even a heaven? We are faced with those questions even today in our society. So Thomas is, we know he's noted for doubting Thomas. Um, but here Thomas questioned him in verse five. He said, Lord, we know not whether you go with, 
how can we know the way? You know, in these next few verses, I want you to look at the word know in there. You know, we're talking about wisdom. And, and if anything, I want you to understand that in order to have wisdom, you have to have knowledge and you have to have an understanding. So here is Thomas saying, how can we know the way? Quickly, Jesus answered, and this is our subject, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Those three things. He's saying, I am. Kind of like in the Old Testament where Moses asked God, who shall I say sent him? I am the I am. Jesus is saying that right here. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come into the Father but by me. If you have known me, you should have known my father also. And henceforth, you know him and have seen him. And this is the doctrinal difference. And a lot of different religions, because we as Christians realize that this verse here, if ye have known me, ye should have known my father also. From henceforth, you know him and have seen him. God is correction. Jesus is actually saying, you know the father because you know me. You have even seen the Father because you see me. And a lot of times that's very hard to take that scripture right there uh, because there's so many people that believe totally different that he is a son. He is not the Father. But we as, as Christians believe that he's incarnated. He is God incarnated in the... Let's move on. Now, Philip jumps in. Philip says to him, Lord, show us the Father. Hmm. Show us the Father. Notice what Jesus says here in verse 10. Believest thou not that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Wow. He's trying to open up their understanding, let them know that when you're talking to me, you're talking to the Father. Look at the next verse. And I like this verse here. Because Jesus breaks it down to them because they have seen, even if you look in John, if you notice the chapter 13, you see Lazarus is there. You see and they are plotting because Jesus has raised Lazarus from the dead. And here he said, believe in me that I am in the Father and the Father in me are else. Believe me for the very works sake. The works. He that believeth on me, it, it, believe me just for the works sake is what he's saying. Now. Now, here he is, unfolds in verse 12 through 14. Believers have greater things. Now, I like this verse because now he's taking it and he's saying the things that I have done, you're going to do greater works. The works that I do, shall he do also and greater works than these shall he do because I go to the Father. Now, it's interesting here when you look at this verse here, what he's saying is, their father has to be glorified and the father is glorified in the son then we today to produce greater works will glorify the father likewise okay so jesus of nazareth we indeed see god when we see jesus we see god he's full of human full of divine jesus spoke and acted with the authority that belongs to God alone. And I like this right here. To know Jesus is to know God. Now, let's just pause for a few minutes. Let's just think about this. 
if you look at Genesis 3 and 23 and 24, you notice that Adam has sinned and he's being cast out the garden. Actually, the verse says at the end of verse 24, it says he drove the, out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden a cherubim's and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Adam could not go back into the garden. He could not go back in partake of the tree of life. He had to go and tilt the ground. But if you flip all the way through the Bible and you go to the end, Revelations 21 and 3, I want you to notice what it says here. It says, and I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God. It is God's desire for us to dwell with him. And the only way we can dwell with him is to get to know Jesus. And if we get to know Jesus, we will know God. What is one aspect of Jesus' life that teaches you more about what God is like? If you go and look at John, what is one thing that Jesus does? that is more like God that we can take today. And I just ask you to think about that over this week. What is that one thing that Jesus does that is so real that you in turn can do that same thing in your life today? Don't to remember, to know the Son is to know the Father. Remember, He is the way, the truth, and life.